when you want something, you find a way to make that shit happen. You are going to find a way to get your butt in a seat in the room, even if it's as an observer or a volunteer the first time around, until you find a way to be a paid participant in those rooms, until you find a way to be the one leading those rooms. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. It is 9.42 p.m. on Tuesday, right after I got back from Arizona. I was in Arizona this weekend with my friends of Elevated Exchange, the networking company that I've been working with in Scottsdale. Their names are Johnny and Tracy. They've both been on the podcast before. You may already recognize those names, but I just got back from co-hosting an event with these lovely ladies in Arizona over the weekend. And I know 9.42 p.m. might sound like an odd time to be sitting down to podcast, but after the event, I am sitting here and my energy is finally feeling like it's starting to come back, or I should say I'm finally feeling rested and recovered, or at least on the road to recovery. And it's not because this weekend was exhausting in a bad way. It was an energy output in the best way possible. But when you do these kinds of events, even attending them sometimes, you come back and you're like, oh, that was a a big output especially for someone who, you know, I am an introvert. I do recharge with lots of solo time and lots of time to myself to fill my own cup up. So big energy output weekends like that, they often come with a pretty decent recovery period for me. Nothing that is uncomfortable or hard or unnatural, but it just is the nature of the game, right? It is the nature of holding space for people in that way. And so the event wrapped up on Sunday afternoon. I stayed Sunday evening and I slept over in Arizona for one more day. I drove back on Monday. It's about a six-hour drive from Scottsdale, Arizona, where we hosted the event to Los Angeles, where I live. So I drove back after spending the day with my co-host planning our next event because the first one here was such a hit. And so we already got started getting the second one planned. So if you missed this last one, don't worry. There's a new one coming up. And I got back home late last night. I think it was like 10 p.m. when I finally got back in town. And so today was like a slow work day. I tapped in with my mastermind, took it easy, worked from the couch. And now I'm like, ah, okay, I'm feeling a little recuperated. Let's record a podcast and talk about my takeaways from this event. So you guys, if you know me, you know I have been doing the event game for quite some time. This was the second event that I have personally hosted for my own company, but 
in the past, before I started this company that I have now, I worked for a company that ran, and still to this day they do, just without me, run events for entrepreneurs. And so I have gotten to work on the back end of these events and help plan them and help execute them for entrepreneurs for many years. And I got just such wonderful experience and I really got to learn firsthand the power of getting in the room and the power of networking in this way. And so I'm so blessed for those experiences. And I'm going to tell you in a minute that while I do consider myself very blessed and I'm so grateful for them, I also worked really hard to be there. And that's one of my my takeaways that I want to share with you here that I was reminded of at this event. But I got to learn firsthand how these really do move the needle for entrepreneurs, especially in the online space. And we forget about that sometimes. Sometimes we forget about the importance of in-person connections when we're building a company online. All we're thinking about are followers, really. All we're thinking about are, how am I getting my numbers up? How am I getting more leads? And while that is part of the game, while that is hugely important, it doesn't mean that your entire business needs to exist online. It doesn't mean that you don't need to build in-person connections or that you don't get to build in-person connections or even worse, that there is no value to in-person connections for you. I would argue the opposite because people move your business forward. Relationships move your business forward and nothing builds relationships like getting in the room with other people. And so getting to host this event this weekend, especially with my two co-hosts, Tracy and Johnny, It was just a phenomenal reminder of how important these are. And I know this, but every time I do one, it's like I get to see it again for the first time with fresh eyes because there's always a fresh set of women in the room connecting and experiencing it for a lot of them for the first time. And so they are always these magical and transformational experiences. And so if you missed it, if you didn't get to come this weekend, I wanted to share five of the takeaways that I had. And Some of these aren't new, but again, reminded of them every single time I get in the room. So my first takeaway from this event, like I started to allude to, was don't be afraid to get scrappy, especially when it comes to building your network. Do what you got to do to get inside the room. My friend Jess, who's been on the podcast, she was one of our speakers at this event and she was sharing her story and her and I have some overlap in our story where we both met at the company that I used to work for and she got scrappy to get in those event spaces. She got scrappy in the sense of they were supposed to be for online business owners, but she only had quote unquote only, right? She she had an in-person business that was doing very well, but she didn't have an online business at the time when She kind of snuck her way into the room, so to speak. She had to get scrappy. She had to reach out and say, hey, I don't have an online business, but I want to be in this room because I want an online business. I have business experience. Will you let me be in the room to the people that were hosting the events? And I was in those rooms because I was being scrappy because I wanted access to those conversations. I was done with my personal training career. I knew that this world existed this online world existed where you could build a personal brand and you could make money being a personal brand and build this online business to accompany it and you could change people's lives. I wanted in on that. I went in on those conversations. I wanted in, I wanted my money mindset to change. Like that was a big driver for me was I grew up poor. I grew up around scarcity. I wanted to be around wealth. And so I spent years finding ways to make myself an appealing hire to the company that I finally worked for. 
And I asked them multiple times. I applied to work for them multiple times until finally it was in alignment because I had continued to work on myself. But I did all of that work just to get in the room. And even then, I wasn't in the room as Emily, the business owner. I was in the room as Emily, who was working the room. I was in the room as Emily, who's passing the mic from speaker to guest and back and forth. I was Emily, who was checking guests into the event. I was Emily, who was making sure that there was water on the table for the guest speakers at the front of the room. I wasn't Emily, the business owner in those rooms. But you know what I did in those rooms? I pretended I was. I pretended I was Emily, the business owner. And sometimes I would pretend I was Emily, the event host. And I would sit in the back and I would visualize if I was going on stage right now, how would I walk up? What would I be wearing? What would my speech be about? What would I be doing trainings on? I was manifesting in action. I got scrappy to get in the room and then I dared to dream. And I was reminded about that so powerfully this weekend when Jess Bergio, she was our guest speaker, one of our guest speakers, and she was talking about how she had to get scrappy. She had to get scrappy to get in the room, but she could tell it was so powerful. She volunteered at events. Her business that she had, her in-person business was, she's a hairstylist. And so she would offer to do hair and glam for these women who were hosting these events that she wanted to be in the room with. And so she would volunteer her time for free so she could have proximity to these kind of conversations so she could get in the room. And that was just Oh, a reminder that just relit that fire under me of like, when you want something, you find a way to make that shit happen. You are going to find a way to get your butt in a seat in the room, even if it's as an observer or a volunteer the first time around until you find a way to be a paid participant in those rooms, until you find a way to be the one leading those rooms. It gives me chills to think about that journey for myself of how I went from working the room to being in the room for myself when I started to go to events, when I built this company, to now I get to host them for others, it's literally a manifestation come true. And none of it would have happened had I not gotten scrappy. And so it is so important. If right now you're saying, I wish, but I can't, flip that script. I wish, and I'm going to figure out how. Because I wish, I'm going to find a way. Because this is in my heart where I believe this is important for me, I'm going to figure out and do whatever it takes to make this happen. That's that flip the script that we need to have. And listening to Jess talk about her journey and everything that she did to get in the room was just as a reminder to myself of, hey, I've done a lot too. Hey, I did a lot to get here. And I think it's important to be honest about that. I'm not saying this from a place of like, look at me, look at how much great work I did. I'm saying this of I'm being transparent. I did a lot of work to get here today and I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. So where are you maybe allowing yourself to accept defeat when all you need to do is get a little creative, get a little scrappy and find a way to get in the room? My second big takeaway was that in-person networking, this one you're going to be like, no, Surprise, Emily, this is what you're saying. (laughs) But in person networking will never be fully replaced by the online connections. There are just some things that you just can't do online. It is too easy to not be fully seen when you are in a Zoom room versus when you are physically present in the room with other humans. Another one of our guest speakers, her name is Veronica Clark, and she did a presentation a phenomenal presentation on embodiment, 
on feminine authority. And she had us do these exercises where we were going around the room and we were connecting with other humans and we were connecting with ourselves and we were dropping into our own body and feeling our own presence and and paying attention to how we were showing up for ourselves and where we felt uncomfortable and where we physically felt uncomfortable. And that's the kind of things where if I got a little bit uncomfortable doing that on a Zoom room, I would probably just close my computer. I'd probably just say, "Mm, this is not for me and walk away and say, I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go check my emails. I'm going to go work on something else that is in my comfort zone. But when you're in the room, you don't really get to just close your laptop and walk away. You have to do the exercise that's making you uncomfortable. You have to sit with it. You have to ask yourself, why? Why is this making me uncomfortable? Why is this making me feel some type of way when I don't want to feel this type of way? And is this something that I need to look at? You just can't get that online. One of the reflections from the attendees as well was when you go to an event like this, you don't have control over how you are perceived. Meaning when we do content creation for ourselves online, we get to choose the filter. We get to choose the lighting. We get to choose the camera angle. We get to redo the take if we don't like it. You don't get that in person. And that is the biggest blessing sometimes that you can receive. It's live. It's the most live that live can be. So if you flub up on your intro, you flub up on your intro. Guess what? You're going to learn from it. You're going to do it better next time. If somebody snaps a picture of you and you see a picture of yourself, you don't get to just say, ooh, I don't want to post that next. I mean, you don't have to post it, right? But you have to confront whatever perception of yourself is being received by other people in the room. And I've had this reaction myself when I started getting inside of rooms and I started being behind someone else's camera. You get to see through a very clear mirror how you are showing up in the world, how you are being perceived. And what I loved that this participant shared, because it was so honest and it's it's something that everybody is going to go through in some way, shape or form on this journey. I don't really think it's avoidable where she said, I saw a picture of myself that someone else had taken. And I realized that the way that I was showing up is not the way I feel about myself inside. I feel like I am extremely powerful and I'm so confident in myself. But the version of me that I feel, that I know that I'm stepping into, I didn't see her on camera. I didn't see her standing in front of the room when I saw photo and video of myself. And that's that felt like for her, she shared, was the next layer of her transformation. And there's a couple different ways that you can look at this. You know, there's obviously an unhealthy way to care about your appearance and to care about what other people think of how you look and things like that. But that was not the sentiment behind her share. The sentiment behind her share, and I can relate to this so deeply on my own journey, was I want my outward perception to match how I feel about myself because I know who I am and who I'm stepping into. And I want to have that same powerful presence externally. I want it there to be that alignment. And so there is this healthy version of it too, where you're not obsessed with your appearance. You're not obsessed with how you look. Like that's not the underlying thing here. It's more so I care about myself and I care about the way that I present myself to the world. And I want to feel as good on the outside as I do on the inside. And like I said, I have felt this exact same thing on my journey and I'm still working through different layers of it and different iterations of it. And so it was just, again, a powerful reminder of some of these things you can just only get in person. 
and they don't translate through to online the same way. Okay, and this leads me right into number three, which plays right off of that. My third big takeaway that I was reminded of at this event was breakthroughs can happen 10 times faster when you physically get in the room. You're going to get exactly what you need. I always say that masterminds in general are a giant mirror, right? Like you go into a mastermind, you think you want one thing and then you end up getting what you need and not necessarily what you wanted. Sometimes both, we love that, but you always end up with what you need because they really are just this giant mirror. And this is the effect that I believe that community has for women in general. When you get inside of community with other women, you start to have all of these pieces of yourself mirrored back to you and some you love and some are this beautiful amplification. It's a mirror that sends you into bigger and better things. But sometimes things are mirrored back to you that you're like, oh, I don't like that so much. I wasn't expecting that to be mirrored back to me. I didn't think this was an issue, but now look at there it is and I have to face it. This already happens just in community in general, whether we're online or in person, but in person, it happens at light speed. It happens so quickly where you just have these breakthroughs, these aha moments 10 times faster, if not even faster than that, than you are able to get online. It's not to discredit the work we do online, but again, it's just this element of you literally are more visible than you are if you are sitting on a camera behind a desk, behind a screen. You're in the room with other humans. People are in front of you talking. People are behind you talking. You are having conversations with maybe more than one person at once. You are sitting there. You are thinking about how you feel in your body. You are thinking about 10 different things like how you are perceived. You are listening to other people and you're watching and you're perceiving them in their fullness and things are just happening faster. The mirroring is happening faster where things are being reflected back to you in a more rapid pace than they can be online. And what's more than that is there's just, there's more opportunities to connect. It's not one speaker at a time. There's a lot going on at once. And so that just facilitates these transformations and these breakthroughs so much quicker. Number four, this is a good one. This was a great reminder for me throughout the entire planning of this event in general, which is most people want to help you. Most people want to help and most people are willing to offer their help, often a lot of times for free. Not saying you should expect it, but the key is you just have to ask. And this started to come through for me so quickly from start to finish of planning this event because number one, I had to reach out to my co-host who I had never hosted an event with before, never even asked if it was something that they would be interested in before and ask if they would help me fill an event in Scottsdale. I asked them if they would be on board to work with me and plan the type of event that I had in my brain and get on board with my vision I had to ask. I had to ask for help. I needed their help. I don't have a large network in Scottsdale yet. My network is more in California, but we're branching out. We are growing. We're taking over the West Coast. But I had to ask for their help. And I was nervous to ask. I was like, oh, what if they say no? What if it's an imposition? What if I somehow inconvenience them and then they have to say no and I put them in an awkward position? But it was an overwhelming yes. It was the easiest yes I've ever gotten from anyone. Oh, it warmed my heart so much. And then the more as we were bringing people together and saying, who can we bring in as guest speakers from our networks? And we were asking out to these incredible big names in their fields and asking, would you lend your time? And they were saying, yes, 
We even have a woman that we wanted to be our guest, one of our guest speakers, but she couldn't because she was running her own event the same day. And so she was like, but I still want to lend my time. I'll give your group a bonus call after the event where I will share my expertise with them for free as a bonus after the event. How incredible is that? How incredible is that? And the same thing happens at the event itself. You meet someone, you think you want them on your podcast. All you have to do is ask. You need somebody to explain something further. All you have to do is ask. You want someone to help you promote. Like that was another beautiful part of this of just friends coming out of the woodwork where we were like, can you help us promote this event? And they gave us an overwhelming yes. It was such a beautiful coming together of people just willing to give. And I think this is true with every facet of our business and everything that we need help with. You just have to ask and you would be so surprised how willing people are to come and help. People want to help. You just have to give them the opportunity. And then number five, this is a good one too. There is power in the side conversations. There's power in the side conversations that you have in passing at an event, that you have at the lunch table when you are sitting down with someone that you've never met, or you're sitting down and you're sitting down maybe with the same person that you sat next to in the event meeting room, but now you're sitting down together at lunch and you're starting to have a little bit of a deeper conversation. There's something in just being able to pull one of the speakers aside for a second and say, hey, what you said really meant a lot to me. And now all of a sudden you're building a deeper connection with that speaker. And maybe she follows you on Instagram. Maybe you follow her back and now you're on each other's radar. And now that's somebody where if you nurture that relationship, you get to connect with them more in the future. There's powers in, in planting the seed. You know, I had a client come up to me and she was like, hey, I would love to work with you more outside of this. She planted that seed in my brain of like, hey, you're someone I want to collaborate with in the future. And she got to hear me say back to her, don't worry, you were already on my radar. That's a conversation we would never have in the Zoom room because you can't have a side conversation in the Zoom room. And I'm not going to sit and send her secret messages on the chat, right? Like <laughs> when you can direct message people in Zoom, like I'm just, no one's going to do that. It doesn't make sense. It almost feels very strange to do that in a Zoom room, but it's very natural in person to just say in passing in a very kind, nonchalant way of like, I'd love to work with you more in the future. Here's what I'm thinking. If it ever feels aligned, just let me know. That goes so far in you building your network and building your connections and building your opportunities because you just get a chance to put yourself on someone else's radar. And you never know how that is going to come back and work for you in the future because it means a lot to people when you just take an extra second and you make an effort and show that you're interested. And again, we just don't get to do this online. We just don't get to have those hey, by the way, conversations. You don't really get a chance to just lead in with like, oh, I love your dress. By the way, I saw you did this really cool thing with so-and-so. I would love to do something similar like that with you in the future. You don't have that opportunity when we are only interacting through the screens or it's much harder to create those opportunities organically. And so again, there's just, there's power to physically being in the room with people where you have opportunities to connect with them one-on-one -on -one in more capacity than you do when you are online. So I could go on all day talking about this event. I'm sure you'll be hearing about it much more from me in many different arenas wherever you follow me. And because guess what? We're already planning the next one too. So again, if you miss this one, don't worry. There are more coming down the pipeline. My 
personal takeaway from this event is that this is truly what I am meant to be doing. I don't think I have ever done anything like events that lights me up in the exact same way. You know, I felt this way after the first event I ever hosted in June of this year for my mastermind. And I I felt this way. But you know, you have that in the back of your brain of like, well, what if it was just a fluke? What if this just was a perfect coming together and the next one won't be the same? But the next one was the same. The next one brought on the same exact feeling of, oh, I love this. I'm so in my purpose when I do this. And it's the highest capacity that I have found so far to affect change in other women's lives. And so there are many more coming down the pipeline. Make sure that you are on my text list if you want to get the most updated and up-to-date information on when the next ones are coming. Stay tuned after the episode if you would like to hear how to get on my text list. But as always, if you gained something out of this episode, my ask to you is that you either share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it or screenshot it and share it to your stories. Tag me. Let me know what you loved. Let me know what you are carrying forward from this episode. It is the best way to help me get this podcast out there to all of the people who need it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I will see you in the next one. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.